0: Faith is disturbing. Believe
1: it. Okay. What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 274 of the Geeks Under Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. What up? And this week, we're geeking out about Call of Duty, Blue Beetle, and Netflix castings. Put Disney Plus in there uh, as the note. That I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of Netflix castings. I want to talk about that. Um, Yes. We're geeking out about it all. There's a lot going on. It's Mm -hmm. exciting. Uh, Shelly is at a Smash Bros. tournament. You've probably, if you've listened for a while, know that she does that from time to time. Mm. Um, So we're rooting for her. We're hoping for the best. Um, We had plenty um, of
2: Smash and Tekken talk last week because of Evo. (laughs) So that was good.
1: (laughs) And we'll be talking a little bit about Evo today as well. Yep. Um, And then apparently, uh, I'm I'm a week late on the movies as well. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, yeah
1: so I, i'll just throw it out there now that i i did not have time to listen to last week's podcast uh so if i'm if there are certain parts that are repetitive i apologize in advance
2: um and i i actually like this because i feel like we're going to be able to bounce off more and kind of like talk mm-hmm. about it, talk about it a little more so that'll be fun
1: yeah and you've got a little bit more time to kind of mull over what uh movies you would watch so yep pretty cool well, we'll get into video games. Uh, LJ, I think for once, for once in the podcast, I may have the most exciting game uh, to talk yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, you at what You have, no offense.
2: <laughs> yeah, you do. No, I agree.
1: <laughs> but yeah. usually, I don't have very many exciting things to say. <laughs> uh, but go ahead, LJ. Oh, okay.
2: I thought you were we'll going we We'll start first. with yours. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll build up. All right, so... <laughs> As exciting as this can be, which probably isn't for a lot of people, <laughs> I am re- reviewing and covering a game called Lawn Mowing Simulator, Okay, <laughs> it's along the lines of, like, everybody sees those, like, Farming Simulator, uh, Cooking Simulator, like, Car Mechanic Simulator, and it's like, who plays those? Um a popular one is, like, Truck uh, truck Simulator, like, Euro Truck Simulator, mm-hmm. and American Truck Simulator. Which, I've tried the Truck Simulator ones, too. So, I get the appeal of the simulation games. There's, um, like, a the plane one you guys were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flight, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's That was the at, too.
1: I guess, a different conversation. That wasn't on a podcast.
2: Yeah, that, that was on our board. We had even. a
1: conversation recently about Flight Simulator. And yeah. I was like, that's really cool. Colby's been
2: real into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, there's a, there's a market out there. But, the reason why... I decided to check out lawn mowing simulators because apparently it actually picked up some no- uh, notice during one of the, like, summer game fests because there was, like, demos for everything. And, and there was, Can there you was mow your thing. actual house? No. Well, I'm sure if you had modding skills and, like, all that, I'm sure you could probably 3D <laughs> render your own uh, your own that place. But uh, Pretty
1: crazy. That
2: would be weird. Um, but, yeah, so basically I-, I got into this because, like, my, my stepdad, my stepdad is big into like things with motors and stuff. And one of the things he does for our, our apartment complex is he kind of mows the grounds and my sister's boyfriend, he's got like a, like a gardening like business. And so I'm just like, oh, that sounds like I can strike up a conversation with my family with that or something. And so I got legitimate tips on like what mowers to use from my stepdad and things like that. Uh, it's actually a, it's pretty good game. Uh, so the the grass is well anim- animated. The graphics are pretty good, except for like the character customization. But really, it's like you don't really need that in a game like this. Um, I mean, the obviously, th- is well animated. Yes, obviously, the grass has to be well <laughs> animated. Um, it's true. Yeah. So basically, it, it teaches you like mean, honestly, it teaches you business business management skills because you basically you uh you start up a small company. It's just you at first. You have to buy a mower. And i chose this zero turn like fancy lawnmower that like I, I started off with like a regular old school one at first and like i literally had to go dump the clippings out at some point but then i got a better one which was like super awesome i was like i wish i would have chose this one from the beginning uh but you have to upgrade your basically your 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 bays your your like headquarters because before you can even buy another mower or hire people, you have to have a place to store the mower and things like that. You can actually take out a loan (laughs) and pay that off. And like, that's all sounds dumb, but like the actual like physics of the grass cutting, it can be pretty fun. Like I throw on some like lo-fi hip hop or something. And like the the idea is you take contracts, you have a recommended time. So it's like, if you can cut the grass in this amount of time, then you get like a bonus in pay. Uh, There's also a ground check thing where it's, like, if you find all the items in the yard you're cutting, like, before a certain time, you basically get bonus for that, uh, for, like, because if you end up running over it with a mower, you're probably going to break your mower, which all costs money to repair and stuff like that, but it's actually, like, a fun, weird, chill, like, therapeutic kind of, like, zen experience, because, like, I just throw throw my own music on or whatever and just listen to the sounds of the nature and the lawnmower and stuff like that, like... (laughs) there's smaller yards and bigger yards and there's difficult different difficulties and like it all sounds lame but like it's actually like i don't know it's it's pretty good (laughs) like i'm writing it sounds more fun than
1: actually mowing a lawn
2: yes well that's what that's what uh that's what one of my that's what my stepsister's boyfriend said he said he said oh yeah he's like you ain't gonna be want to play be playing that game after you're outside actually doing it all day and i'm like that's why I'm playing the game. Uh, (laughs) I'd rather have the interactive experience. You just go out and mow
1: my lawn. And it's like, nah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I I do appreciate it's actually not very hard or very like super difficult because like a lot of those simulator games, they're super hardcore about it. Like Mm -hmm. I literally thought this was going to be a game where they were going to start you off with like an old, old school, like push mower or something (laughs) like, but they start you off with like ride on ones and stuff like that. Um, So it's not as terrible as, like, it's not as, like, hardcore as a simulator game probably should or would be. But, Hmm. yeah, I don't know. There's something fun about it. Um, Prepness for the
1: future. Someday you'll just have, like, a mower with a bunch of cameras on it. And you'll be able to just, like, mow from your house.
2: I wouldn't doubt if that would be a thing already. Put a GoPro on your (laughs) lawnmower. (laughs) And maybe somehow attach, like... There's got to be some way you can ta- attach stuff to like actually. Or a control. third person
1: have the camera like on your roof, and it would just you know pull <laughs> the thing around.
2: <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's got to be a thing—a remote control mower. Yeah. That, that 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 could happen. I mean, hey, COVID, just blame COVID and be like, I can't go outside. It would
1: be so expensive, but I would be more likely to mow a lawn. <laughs> oh, if I could turn it into a video game. Go for it.
2: Yeah, it, uh, it makes it it makes it fun, therapeutic, like video game though i don't i don't know why uh it was just something i did as an experiment to be like hey this looks oddly like dumb and fun and and it was (laughs) um so yeah that's lawn mowing simulator uh the other game that i've been playing actually quite a bit of more is because is rocket league because i've actually entered a tournament that is ran by god mode activated and oh. um I'm partner I'm teaming up with uh Watson from the Co op Trio podcast and Aki from Aki and Peach, uh which uh Aki and Peach are very well known Christian streamers. They're part of the Unashamed Network and such like that. And um, so it's uh it's something like I've I've gotten real into Rocket League for like actually I think earlier this year with with a few guys from the Infinity Bros and with, with Watson and stuff and i've actually significantly improved since the last time we played and stuff like it's weird like a lot of stuff i was trying to learn and do before i find myself doing out of like reflex and habit which is Mm -hmm. neat so it's like the first time i've actually like seen like real growth in in my like rocket league skills um ever since i like was watching youtube videos and stuff but um so yeah i'm excited that's friday night at nine eastern i believe uh I think Aki's going to be streaming it possibly, and I'm sure GMA will be probably streaming some of that somewhere, so it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. That's a lot more interesting than mowing a lawn in a video game, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, yeah,
2: I'll let y'all know how that goes.
1: Yeah. Well, I had mentioned that I was going to download this game. I think I downloaded it, like, in the middle of a podcast um, a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. but I did get to play a little bit of Plague Tale Innocence. Cool. What do you think? Uh it's okay <laughs> i like it i mean it's my my problem is that i played last of us and i played last of us Two, and everyone mm. was like you like last of us Two. yeah which i got a plague tale and i did and i'm like this is i would relate plague tale so far and the mechanics are growing which is nice mm-hmm. um yeah at they first do. it's very simple Yep. um i wouldn't relate it less to last of us Two. And more to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time in the garden where you're avoiding the uh, (laughs)
2: um,
1: soldiers.
2: (laughs) That makes sense because that's pretty much what you do through the whole game, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I'm really interested in the story and that's what's going to keep me playing, I think. Yeah. Uh, It's just the gameplay. I'll play for maybe 20, 30 minutes and then be done. Mm. And my wife will be like, you're done playing already? And I'm like, I can't do another round of that. Like, I... It literally just goes from scene to scene, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, basically two forms so far of gameplay. You have yep. this uh, kind of puzzly um, situation where you're trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B, Yeah. Um, where the plague is brought up by rats. I'm trying to think of like things that won't be too spoilery, yeah. story-wise. Um, the rats are everywhere, and so you have to kind of like avoid them. Using um, light sources and all using that. Using light. Yeah. yeah. And so there's that, and then there's like I said, the avoiding soldiers, um, which is a weird, interesting thing. Um, you have, is it an indie game or is it just? So older? check this
2: out. It's actually made by Asobo, the same people that are do, that did Microsoft Flight Simulator. So really? They're, they're not really an indie company. They kind of are, but they're not like. But it was I a think- smaller game. Yes, I think uh, it was definitely a smaller game. Um, I'm sure they've they've done other stuff, but like this was like this game kind of like was like a sleeper hit for a lot, for uh, for a good bit. Okay, like I mean, there was people like in the in our gaming department and stuff. Like a few of us kind of picked up on it and were like, okay, this is really good. But then like it blew up and now there's like a sequel coming.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I would assume because the sto- like story is super yes. intriguing. Yes, um, and that's probably one of the biggest things that I love about it is mm-hmm. uh you're always because you're hiding and sneaking around, you're always mm-hmm. picking up on conversations and the conversations more than the cutscenes I feel like um give you more to the story.
2: Um more insight like, in the world, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've picked up on things that I haven't interacted with yet with uh the plague mm-hmm. from actual like soldiers talking to each other about what's going on. Um and so that part's kinda cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only a couple years old, right? Twenty nineteen
2: uh- I believe. Yeah, somewhere around there, 2019 2018 <coughs> probably. Yeah, it's it's not very old.
1: But graphically, it doesn't look like amazing. Um, I was really excited because it was. I have it on ultra settings on uh-huh. my PC, and I was like, I'm able to do something at ultra settings. Yeah. Um. So it's cool. It's it's pretty, but it's not like next level. Right. Graphically, by any means.
2: Yeah, because like even the uh, the I have the PS Five upgrade, and that mm-hmm. that like definitely improves thing some things. But it still looks pretty similar to like to the to the original game. Like it improves some lighting and, and some things like that. Like things that like the next gen consoles are able to use. So I I would assume that if you had a stronger graphics card with like ray tracing and stuff like that, you would see some mm-hmm. of that. But um or like the four K ness of it. So like but it still looks really good for what it is. Like, but yeah, it is a few years old.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of playing last the first Last of Us on PS Four yeah so yeah that's a, kinda, that's a
2: good
1: comparison there. yeah um so yeah it's just my biggest issue with it like i said is it's repetitive um, that's true yeah, yeah i'm I having a hard that. time and sometimes so the puzzle things and the the soldiers there they can be all kind of one wave so you'll do like a soldier thing and then you'll mm-hmm. do a plague thing yeah um, you usually
2: have a good little chunk of gameplay and then it's like story and then chapter and then a transition in chapter some story mm-hmm. and then you'll get back into the gameplay
1: that's what I was going to say. Was uh, talk about the repetitiveness. There's literally like, so one of the things you do is you've got a sling. Yeah. And so you will take the sling and you will shoot um, pieces of metal yep. like, with your rocks to get their attention. Yeah. And uh, I, it's killing me that the same pots on the same, like, little hanging thing outside mm-hmm. are the exact same every, every time. time. Yeah. That's and true. I'm just like, I'm in totally different environments. Give me. Like you couldn't get like a different pot to like hang there yeah
2: it's it's definitely like, a, th- a thing in like in most games like it's kind of one of those mechanics where it's like if you see a red barrel in a game or a red can you know okay i can shoot that and explode it or something like that so it's it's one of those very gamey mechanics yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. i mean i would have preferred if it would just been yeah a little bit shinier or something and then i like would know that that's something that i can hit to make that noise mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to yeah. it just literally being the same uh, set piece. Also, pro, pro
2: tip, if they don't have helmets on, you can take them out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love doing that. Uh, eventually, you'll get more ways to kind of deal with them too.
1: Which is cool. uh, Speaking of that, that was a really interesting uh, story beat was the first time that happens. Yep. Um, you're kind of like forced into it. Yeah. Uh, I actually tried not doing it just because I wanted to <laughs> see what would happen. And, uh, oh, fir- apparently, first... yeah. A rock to a kneecap is not not helpful, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. dude. Was you could take the guy out by shooting him in the head, but yep. if you shoot him in the kneecap, he's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel For like some some very gaming
2: mechanics there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, like I said, story wise, yeah, definitely enjoyable. I'm gonna keep playing it. Um, it just has some quirks right that i right. didn't I, I guess i didn't yeah, realize i didn't it, know anything about it going in
2: yeah the pace is is a bit slow i'll give it that
1: cool well we'll get into the gaming news cool
2: all righty uh the first piece of gaming news is probably the most recent and that is uh call of duty put out finally like i think they, we've been waiting for them to actually officially announce this for like a good few months now um so there was some leaked info like earlier in the year that the next title of the call of call of duty would be Call of duty vanguard and that it would be set in world war ii and sure enough that's the case call of duty uh, and activision put out a trailer today that confirmed all of that um it's sledgehammer the people that did the first world war ii call of duty game the one that's actually called call of duty world war ii not the very first call of duty um And they've done, like, Advanced Warfare and stuff like that. Uh, there is gonna be more information, uh, in Warzone, apparently? Uh, On the 19th, uh, supposedly there's, there's gonna be more information revealed via Warzone, which is, like, hey, if you have this platform, just (laughs) use it. Um, so, we're gonna get more info on that, uh, there. But, uh, yeah, that's the next Call of Duty, and I'm sure we will be covering it, uh, this year since we have that connection, so... We'll, we'll be cool. on to that uh, when it comes out. Uh, Call of Duty. Yep, yep. And <laughs> it's going to be another World War II thing. Who, who knows? Well, I, I, I'll i need to see more before I can have an opinion. It was a very much a tease. So. Uh, the next piece of news is uh, you mentioned we mentioned EVO earlier. So, uh, a lot of the finals have been happening for EVO uh, in the last couple weeks. And apparently they have said that they are evo is returning to las vegas next year which with the way COVID is going right now i think that's very bold to say like i hope nothing does get shut down but it's like with that delta variant coming back around and kind of kind of uh causing trouble uh to say the very least um yeah i like that and that's so that's why i registered when it went online uh, because i was like you know what this is not going to have an opportunity like this really very much so that's why i registered because it was free um with this with vegas like people are flying people will be flying from around the world uh to compete in this thing and it won't be split by region like it was before uh, online or it's going back to normal uh which normal is a funny word these days um Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll have to see how this develops. It's just, like, that's a like bold move to be saying so soon. And it's going to be, like, late August or somewhere in August again next year, but I'm just like, Y'all, you might want to wait and see what happens before you can say anything else. I'm sure, they have so, a backup plan. Yeah, like, I mean, they'll just go online again because the way they used, the platform they used online, Smash GG, was, was pretty solid.
1: Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know much about the, like, business aspect of it but it might be a smart move for them to be planning it and then have an insurance policy out so it doesn't happen yeah i I think out on that
2: i think it'll be the online system because they did that last year for the first time was the online and then they did it this year so it's like i think they have two years of evil online under their belts so that way in case something does happen to where they can't actually do it in person then they can just go right back to online uh which is fine i guess but I really like miss watching those live streams and I could have watched some of those like this time, but it's just, just that, that vibes, uh, those vibes of that, of that event, like watching it live and things like that are just so like energizing and stuff. And so I, I hope that things do get better and they are able to go back to Vegas because that would almost be like a dream thing for me if I ever, if I ever actually wanted to go watch it or even participate again like that would be amazing that would be super cool um yeah so i i I have i mean i'm hopeful but i I, I i'm going to take this this news with a grain of salt (laughs) (laughs) that's what's happening with evo and remember they're they're owned by playstation now yeah it's true yep all right and so the third piece of news i think is pretty huge um Maybe not necessarily for people in our audience. I mean, I know there's still people out there that play GTA, but it's one of those kind of games that you know not not everybody is is gonna play. Like if, especially mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable with with the content that's in it a lot of the time. Um, but uh, Kotaku has confirmed via sources that uh, these rumored GTA remasters that that have been going around the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are they basically confirmed that uh, the trilogy, uh, which is GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas, these games are basically in the final stages of development and are looking for a fall release window, and that they are coming to Switch, uh, as they say. So um, I guess some, these rumors came with the idea that, uh, I guess Rockstar has been doing cease and desists for modders, of these original games too. Okay. Um, so and I guess some of these sources are saying that. These games actually look like heavily modded. Versions of. <laughs> their ports. Uh, <clears throat> which is interesting. Um, huh. <clears throat> for me. I, I don't know if I'd feel. Pers- I'd feel comfortable with going back to these yet. I haven't decided. But like. I, I feel like. Uh, we we ta- kind of talked about like where do you draw a line. I feel like these ones are very inspired. Off of like movies. And, and other things like gta3 is very like mafia is like mafia themed vice city is miami vice and then san andreas is very like boys in the hood like you know gangster movie yeah. like inspired so it's like with these i don't know if i still would draw that line or not yet but like with gta5 i feel like that one's like a lot of stuff in gta5 is super on the nose um so it's like i don't know that i would check these out but for fans for people that love these games like i feel like a switch would be a perfect way to check these games out now because you don't have a lot of gta like games on the switch these like at all i think maybe the saints row games are there but like um those probably don't run the greatest but i feel like these ports would be perfect for the switch
1: i so i I don't play Grand Theft Auto 5 um, Mm -hmm. and i've mentioned that before on the podcast yeah Um, if i were i I would i'm curious about playing san andreas just because there's a nostalgic factor there for me Hmm. i played a lot of san andreas and i didn't play correctly i uh (laughs) mostly grabbed the best motorcycles i could find and would like jump them off mountains oh yeah uh, and try to land them um and that was i played a lot of that (laughs) yeah i mean that's what Um, people
2: do a lot in like a lot in gta still like even online or like it's like right let's, let's just activate all the cheats and just spawn a tank and just roll through town and just destroy things or something like mm-hmm. if you're looking for that kind I... of nostalgia then that's harmless to me
1: yeah i think when growth that out of five came out um i had kind of demonized it a lot in my mind uh, mm-hmm. i thought about you know like all the negatives to it um mm-hmm. and then it was ready player one came out and i kind of like realized in my head i was like that's the closest we have to <clears throat> what do they call it in ready player one the oasis the oasis yeah, yeah. Um, it's literally like this this little world that you can kind of do whatever you want in mm-hmm. um and i think that there is at least the way that i played san andreas um mm-hmm. there is potential for you to maybe not um do like some of the stuff that you wouldn't agree with in that game um, yeah. and still have a lot of fun with it um i just at this point haven't i don't know there's no yeah. desire for me to do it but i understand mm-hmm. that kind of uh getaway from some people that may uh you know if you're a christian and you're like flagrant 5 i'm not against you by any means. yeah ways. exactly um i think it's totally a way to play that um in a way that's not you know going against your faith in any way
2: yeah i honestly like i give props to like there's literally role-playing communities in gta uh mm-hmm. five like there's people that are like you know play as cops and they'll drive around the city and just be cops or like you know people that do all kinds of stuff like i wouldn't be surprised like you could probably, like, straight up run a church in GTA if you wanted to these days.
1: Yeah. It's really evolved into something, com- like, yeah. totally different from what I knew Grand, the- Grand Theft Auto 5 to be. Yeah. Um, I should say that. Grand Theft Auto Online. Yes. Yes. It's, um, it's
2: very much a separate thing, I feel like.
1: Yeah. My previous statements. Mm-hmm. More about online than the actual game.
2: All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's... Uh, th- I wonder that's... about the music. Oh, the license? They probably still have all the licensing to that.
1: I'd be very intrigued.
2: There's a lot of a lot of really like fam- popular music in those games.
1: Yeah. Radio X, <laughs> San Andreas. That was yeah. my I was there the whole time. <laughs> that was my station. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it was all rock for those who've never played San Andreas I don't Oh know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, they definitely uh,
2: have all the gangster rap and stuff in there too for sure.
1: Yeah. Yep. I definitely kept it on The Guns and Roses and yeah. <laughs> born, <Osbourne>, all that. <laughs> yeah. So Either that or the country there. station, which was real weird.
2: Oh, yeah. Huh.
1: It had, like, an old school country yeah. music. It was, like, no relevant country music.
2: I, I imagine that might be still okay, because I know they've been selling, like, mobile ports to, like, San Andreas and stuff like that, too. Okay, So, it's so they like... still
1: probably have it all.
2: Yeah, they probably still got the rights to all that music, and even in it's the other ones. Yeah.
1: And that stuff is always so weird. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll get into movies then yeah um i watched a couple of movies that you you watched both of them right yes last week okay um so the first one uh i'll talk about that, is suicide squad just because i think i can get through that quickly it's amazing it's rated r be I aware mean, of that
2: yeah i mean just uh i mean you can talk about like what you thought about it like just go for it
1: yeah i mean um there's not a whole lot to say though like i don't want to give anything away it's just craziness yeah um it's so zany. Um, that one I can kind of like blow through, I think, and just say, it has my seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely watch it. My only thing that I didn't understand, although I read a thing that was like everything wrong with that movie, um, and there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense, but I don't <laughs> care because it was good. Yeah. Um, the acting but my biggest, was really good. Yeah. The Captain and... was oh. the weird thing. Like Captain Boomerang, I just don't understand why they brought him back based on what they did with him i was like it was just to like i don't know just to like break the continuity
2: yeah like i feel like what they were doing with that was hey here's this squad and here's what we're gonna do with them to basically say forget the original movie
1: yeah and and, yeah i think that's what But it's literally the the only thing that breaks the continuity is him being there yeah everything else like you could kind of get away with and say, mm-hmm. okay, well, the, I didn't the last think about that actually when sequel. I
2: first saw it was, yeah, it was boomerang. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. It was the one thing that was like, uh, like Harley Quinn in it. Um, mm-hmm. you could literally kind of have this movie take place, uh, anywhere after suicide squad for her and it'll make sense. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. It could be birds of prey before or after birds of prey. Uh,
2: I feel like it was very much after words of prey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, yeah, I think so too. Uh, but I think it could have and it wouldn't really continuity sake. It really yeah. didn't matter too much with her story. Right. Um,
2: I, I love how the, I, I said this last week, but I love how they didn't make this movie the Harley Quinn show. Like I, yeah. as as in like it wasn't that much about her, you know, like which which is mm-hmm. great.
1: She had a really cool story arc. Um, yes. It was definitely her own like little side thing going on. Yeah. Um, but it definitely wasn't her story. It was really more about I feel like Peacemaker and uh, Bloodsport more than anything. I loved
2: Idris Elba and John Cena. Their dynamic together was great. That was my favorite yeah. of the movie.
1: Uh, and John Cena, I usually am not a fan of his acting. Uh, he was good. Really <laughs> enjoyed him in this.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that he did an amazing job. Uh, my, f-
2: my favorite line in that whole movie was there like, was whenever uh, they're like, it, was it Idris Elba when he's like, you said the same thing about me to Amanda Waller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like just differently. <laughs> <laughs> That was my favorite line yeah. of the whole
1: movie. Um, I don't know. I, I was stoked. I, I would love to see a sequel to it. Um, although it's hard to see so many characters just be thrown away. Um, yeah, they so needed to be done.
2: So they did the thing. I feel like they did the thing that James Gunn said they weren't going to do. Which, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Uh, but I was... I think for a Suicide Squad movie, that made a lot of sense. I was like, this is perfect this is exactly what this movie needed oh yeah um it was like there to be this no hold bar like we can do whatever we want mm-hmm. these characters literally don't matter and then the characters that you don't think would matter um you know that was what suicides was so great about suicide squad and the mm-hmm. comics uh, not that i've read them but i've, I've read about um uh, from the writer's perspectives was that they were allowed to really give depth to characters that don't deserve depth oh yeah I think two, um, so you two, that two of the,
2: the mostly surviving characters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. Ratcatcher two. Um, I yeah. wouldn't have thought that I would have cared about at all. And I was like, this is actually a really cool story.
2: Yeah. Uh, like even like polka dot man, like he was, yeah. he was a character. I never, I never thought like would last as long as he did, you know, like, so that, that was cool. <laughs> it was there, was, there was a lot of surprising stuff to that movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm for it. I think it's yeah. cool. Uh, Izalba also had the coolest costume.
2: Oh yeah! You know what that that also that reminds me of a piece of movie news we didn't put in here too. He's Knuckles? voicing Knuckles. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was um, like, when
2: you said Izalba, I thought that's what you were going to talk about, and I'm like, he's doing Knuckles.
1: He's such a good actor. Yeah. He's so often like underused. Yeah. So I'm like putting him as Knuckles. Yeah. Uh, he's so overqualified for Knuckles.
2: <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, no, it he's. I've loved everything. The, the that suit I've seen was it, cool. Yeah, suit was super super. That mask. Mm-hmm. Loved it.
2: Yeah, I really like. Uh, Boss Logic did artwork that like showed the mask and stuff, and I was like, that thing is cool.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other movie that I watched that I I enjoyed a lot less is <laughs> the Green Knight. I,
2: I gotta hear what you, what you thought about this because I had some things I didn't like about it either.
1: So I'll say this i thought it was going to be my favorite movie of all time uh the first probably 15 minutes of the movie
2: okay were were you kind of aware of what it was before you went to see it yes okay
1: yeah i knew that it was like a24 and i know what they're about movie yeah um and so i i was ready for it and so i loved that opening scene and there's a part where the music is playing and there's water drops. And the water drops are part of the beat. And I was like, the whole movie is just this cool, like, soundtrack thing going on. That's really exciting to me. There, there um, are some
2: really good shots in it, too, I thought. There was, yeah. were some really good shots.
1: And so, like, 15 minutes in, I'm like, this is going to be, like, the best movie ever. This is amazing. <laughs> and uh, about 20 minutes in, basically, when he... Uh,
2: when he goes on the journey, I know
1: he's technically the Green Knight, but when he meets the Green Knight, um, I was like, "All right!" Like as soon as his adventure started, I was bored.
2: Yes, yeah, I was more like <laughs> this in my chair, just going, "All right, when are we gonna get to?" The... And like yeah. a lot of the stuff he faced wasn't as eventful as I thought it was gonna be.
1: Hmm. Um. When he met the Lady of the Lake, I that was uh, to me
2: that part was fine.
1: Yeah. It was a little bit like, but the goofiness was completely out of, uh, the rest of the the movie. Oh yeah. Like it just seemed, took you out of it. Uh, my thing, you brought up the like really pretty shots that they did and they did have some really cool shots, but they kept doing the same thing. Like, so, uh, for those who don't know, the Green Knight is about, it's like kind of a sequel to King Arthur almost. Um, from a movie standpoint. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's an old poem. That's been turned into into this movie adaptation mm-hmm. um, about King Arthur's table, and so the Green Knight. Anyways, there's a round table, and the round table goes like it's an outside circle, so you can be in the middle of the table basically um, and walk around there. And the camera spins, and you see everyone. And I was like, "That's really cool." And then, like twenty minutes later, you get a shot, and the whole the camera just spins, and I'm like, "You've done this already." Hmm, and then, yeah. like twenty five minutes later. It spins the other way, and I'm like, "We get it. You like to spin your camera around." <laughs> so, so let me
2: ask you this: uh, Did you notice, like, how dark it was a lot of the time? How, like, like not dark as in tone, but like as in like the lighting, like as color if... grading? Yeah. Well, they they did not. It feel it felt like like there was. So I, I the way I said it last week was, they were trying to use natural light. But it also felt like they didn't have enough of it Because like to me it's like If they would have heightened up the exposure a little bit Or improved like the contrast of it Some of those scenes would look a lot better But it's like I could, I felt like there was a large chunk of the movie Like I couldn't even see Because of like, yeah. how, like how dim everything was
1: The thing that I felt bad about um, I went with a friend who um, She has hearing aids She's like deaf without them mm. um, And so the entire movie is whispered
2: It's very quiet yeah
1: yeah nobody really talks very yeah. often yeah um and so i i guess that's another point is that it was really dark it was really quiet and so mm. that, yeah you really couldn't like pay attention to it very well if you weren't yes um fully able to like pick up on everything
2: yeah uh, and, and, and that was my thing because I, f- I feel like when the movie ended to me like that was kind of like it, not not to say it was worth it but I was like, okay, like, this is, like, once it, once it started getting to the end, I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I wanted to see the movie for. I was mm-hmm. like, now that the journey's over, I'm like, okay, finally, this movie's gonna end. And to <laughs> me, like, I guess it, for me, it was kind of satisfying. This
1: yeah, I was satisfied. Like, I, I was mad. I'm always mad, though. When the trailer <laughs> shows the end of the movie.
2: Yeah, that's um, true.
1: And spoiler alert. Mm-hmm there's some really cool stuff that to happens towards the end of the movie. So they put it in the trailer and that's what I thought the movie would be. Yeah. It wasn't at all. Um, I
2: feel like the trailer lied too, cause it made it seem like it was going to be much more adventurous than it really was.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like the trailer has got this big like action battle scene going on. Yeah. Uh, like you don't see any, you know, this big battle. Yeah. Um, it's very much like an artistic independent yes. thing. Um, and in my opinion, uh, I don't think it was done very well artistically. Yeah. Um, if and, it would have I, been as yeah. stylized as the first fifteen minutes of the movie the yes. entire time, I would have been like this was a really cool piece.
2: Yeah, I, I think even for like the Cinephiles and stuff, it actually wasn't that satisfying for them either. Yeah, like okay. well, yeah, so to me like I'm like what I wanted out of that out of that movie, even knowing what I was getting into, was I wanted Dark Souls the movie, basically. <laughs> I just got
1: dark. That's fair.
2: The movie. Dark the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what happened. Um, yeah. But, but, like, I love the... Like, I, I guess I don't... Uh, I, I guess I was more satisfied in the lesson that the end of the movie was trying to give rather mm. than, like, what actually happened. Okay. Yeah.
1: I was just, like... I, I definitely left. When, that was dumb. Uh. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was, like... I, I was, like... I don't, like... It was, I had very mixed feelings because, like, it felt like there was, like, a really good concept in there, but it just wasn't mm-hmm. executed well.
1: Yeah. Like I said, with the 15 minutes and, like, really enjoying that first part, if it when it kind of built up from that, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it built up. It just kind of stayed level the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that would have been really cool to see if it would have mm-hmm. kind of, like, built into an epicness towards the end, gotten, like, real crazy um yeah. and make the shots you know bigger i mean i don't know i'm yeah. not a cameraman but i feel like there was more than they could have been doing yeah there, um, there,
2: there was something i think i feel like that needed to leave people on edge and they really they didn't really have that yeah yeah
1: instead of being pretty which is kind of what i thought it would be um <laughs> uh, it was just kind of jarring on purpose like it yeah. was trying to make you feel uncomfortable the entire time yeah and uh it does that i guess you're definitely uncomfortable the whole movie
2: <laughs> yeah in a different way though
1: yeah like you're just like all right we literally about an hour away through it was like how much longer is this movie
2: oh like, yeah that's how i felt uh... too.
1: so that's <laughs> how i felt about that so this is the movies that i've been watching uh lj what have you seen
2: uh the, the thing i watched this this uh, week was more for nostalgia's sake so i watched uh it's not nothing really that special um but it was it's the shadow in uh, that was made in 1994 it's actually based off of a old radio drama uh that was set uh the uh i think it was in the 30s or 40s or something early when it was going around but it's basically like a vigilante from that era in new york almost like a very batman type um uh, but uh alec baldwin was a young alec baldwin was in this movie and uh, basically he's this guy who gets his power from like He's in, like, the Mediterranean, and there's this dude that, like, trains him to, like... They don't really explain it well in the movie, but he's almost, like... He ends up, like, being able to, like, read people's minds. Almost like a Jedi mind trick. And, like, you know, like, convincing them to, like, do things or not do things. Um, but he also has... I mean, he wouldn't be the shadow if he couldn't, like, be a shadow in the wall or something. Or, like, be cloaked. But he he carries around two, two guns. Um in concept the characters really cool i can actually even comics about it now but the movie wasn't that great like i remember like enjoying it somewhat and like my brother enjoying it when when like we were younger uh i don't think th- so i watched an hD version on voodoo and it was very grainy i think that kind of took me out wow. of the movie because it wasn't like a very cleaned up hd version um uh, mm-hmm. but like it was cool to like see a movie from that time and see Alec baldwin so young and him like yeah playing a superhero you know like um, like, the, the plot itself was fine, because there was this, like, basically the, the, like, the descendant of, like, Genghis Khan or whatever, he, he has abilities similar to the shadow in which he can kind of control people in mind and stuff. But, basically, he wants a new, he wants to conquer more, re, more places, basically, like Genghis Khan did. And so, he, like, brainwashes these people to, like, build another atom bomb, because it's very much that, like, World War II era. And so it's like mm-hmm. tip. It's basically a typical comic story line. it's like, oh, we got to stop him because he's, he's gonna destroy the, yeah. you know, he's gonna destroy the city kind of a thing. Um, I think so. I, I made a letterbox actually where I've been chronicling all the movies I've been watching. I think I gave it like two and a half stars out of five, just because it was like. <laughs> My nostalgia for it was greater than like actually watching it. Like it was, I was kind of like not really. I was kind of bored through most of it. But again, kind of like the Green Knight, I would say it's very much a cool concept. Like I would love if they did a reboot of it, mm-hmm. maybe. But like I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see them ever doing a reboot either. So, uh, the, I, it wasn't really that interesting. Uh, I probably could have spent, uh, I probably could have spent that time with another movie. But I felt like traveling <laughs> back into some nostalgia. But but that's pretty much it.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll get into the movie news then. Uh yeah. some exciting things are happening. Yep. Uh I well, at least to me. Uh Cobra Kai, me and LJ are big fans. Yeah. I'm uh, literally wearing a Cobra Kai shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so Zolo Meriduena he is um he plays Miguel, right? In Cobra mm-hmm. Kai. Uh he is going to be cast as Blue Beetle uh in DC's um, movie Blue Beetle. Uh, which I think is a perfect
2: That feels like uh, Odd for them to do a Blue Beetle movie But also like you're about to say Perfect casting
1: Yeah like I yep. can't think of anyone else That would be a better Like he just fits the role so well mm-hmm. um, He's also I don't mean I don't know how much they're going to do With um, choreography but obviously um, He has a lot of like Experience in choreography um, They do a lot of their own martial arts In the Uh, movies or in the tv show yeah so i think it's awesome i'm really excited Mm -hmm, Uh, i also really like blue beetle though um yeah i've never seen him in a standalone thing it's always been in like teen titans or uh, yeah young justice young justice he was in the titans versus the justice league i think right one of those yeah Uh, he's been
2: he's been in there like i think uh another thing i saw him in was like in justice 2 He's a character in there, yeah, uh, along with Firestorm, so they're kind of like buddies.
1: For uh, those who may not be familiar with him, he's basically like, it's his teenage kid, yeah. um, but then he gets this alien technology, um, almost Venom-like, yeah, uh, in the sense that it mind. attaches to him, and it doesn't, yeah, it's got his own mind, um, he doesn't have a lot of control over it, mm-hmm. um, but it'll literally, like, and every, everything that I've watched, it kind of malfunctions a little bit. And uh, will, like, point a gun at one of his friends because his friend, like, was joking or something and, like, made fun of him. And he's like, well, hold on, hold on, it's not a threat, it's not a threat. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Very Venom in concept, but it's almost like a Iron Man suit-looking thing um, in blue.
2: Alien Iron Man suit, basically.
1: Yeah. With its own own mind.
2: I I Um, love that casting idea, though. I was like, when I saw that news, I was like, this is perfect. Yeah.
1: And exciting to see an actor who, I mean, is literally from a YouTube show. Yeah. Good is <laughs> such a big... Oh,
2: big yeah, I, I know it was YouTube Cobra. Red, but... I forget Cobra Kai was YouTube.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, YouTube Red, there's a lot of money behind it, so not, right. he's not necessarily like a YouTuber, per se. Um, but still really a big leap as far as YouTube goes. Oh, yeah. Um, to be able to, to get from there to here to there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then... Uh, obviously, guys, for the movie in general. hmm <laughs> Um, there's a trailer for Night of the Animated Dead, which is, I thought Animated Dead was the movie, but the, uh, the original was Night of the Living Dead, which I've definitely heard of. I had not heard of Night of the Animated Dead, and that's because it's a new thing.
2: Yeah, this is a new thing. Um, did you notice it's made by, like, Warner Brothers and, like, that that animated studio?
1: Okay, that makes a little bit of sense. I, that gives me a little bit more hope for it, but looking at the trailer... It's really not like the best animation quality. It
2: looks even worse than like DC than DC's known quantity for to me. I'm like, it looks like a web series or like a web cartoon or something.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. It's very choppy in its frames, uh, but that might be to give a nostalgic feel to it. I'm not sure. Like, they might have done that on purpose um, to give it kind of a you know, an know older feel.
2: It it seems weird to me because like it's not even like it almost looks like like archer or something like
1: yes Archer. <laughs> i was trying to think of the name of the show yeah it looks a lot like archer yeah,
2: yeah so i'm like this isn't really that good like good looking like
1: yeah some of the weird adult swim shows that were on TV. <laughs> yeah um i can't venture bros i think that's what i'm thinking of yeah stuff that world, like that like, though weird, like very yeah. thick lines um mm-hmm. choppy frames
2: yeah, Archer specifically, like is what stuck out to me. I was like, this yeah, looks like definitely. this looks like Archer.
1: Um So Night of the Living Dead, that's obviously a nineteen sixties movie. They kind of made zombie movies big. Yes. Like, I, mean,
2: I the only reason I would want to watch this would be because I feel like watching Night of the Living Dead would be more rough, difficult. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be more difficult and, uh, to watch that.
1: Apparently this is supposed to be um very similar. Supposedly, it's supposed to have like shot-for-shot uh, scenes from the actual original movie. So, Yeah. I think, yeah, like you were saying, it might be easier to watch this than the original. If and, this uh, shows up on HBO really Max, Netflix, I or... will
2: watch it. But if not, then I, w- I probably won't waste my time with it.
1: Definitely doesn't look like a theater situation.
2: Yeah, well, it yeah. is coming straight to like Blu-ray or something I saw on the trailer. Okay,
1: that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it looks very gory. Uh, probably throw that out there oh yeah i don't know if it is rated r but i would bet it is
2: oh yeah it's probably is
1: actually no it is it is rated r um and i know that because there was a red band trailer oh yeah that's I, like yeah, red right at, at the, the
2: beginning cool. of the trailer that's like r you know?
1: yeah <laughs> so it looks interesting um if nothing else for the historical factor
2: yeah that's kind of, that's kind of why i am a little interested but other than that i'm like eh. yeah
1: yeah Uh, And then I think this is probably the most interesting news is that Shang-Chi, I'm saying Shang-Chi, and then they correct you in the trailer, and I'm like, well, now I got to say it right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Shang-Chi is going to be in theaters only, so it will not be streaming, uh, which I think is a, I don't know. It just seems like even more of a slap in the face to uh, Scarlett Johansson, but you got to make the change at some point.
2: I just think they don't want to get sued again. I think they're just trying to avoid that because wasn't that like some of the original like wishes for like Marvel? I don't think Marvel even wanted them to come to Disney Plus in the first place.
1: No. Uh, yeah, that's correct. So there was, we had reported a year ago that Black Widow would not come out on Disney Plus. <laughs> and that was like why it was delayed, was so and, they could wait for the pandemic to be over. And
2: look what happened.
1: And then they did, and I was really surprised to see it appear on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it's just, my my biggest thing with that was, like, it just seemed to be wrong to make. Like, she needed a movie much sooner than she got one. It's yeah. Jameson. And then you make the movie, and then it was, like, possibly going to be streaming only. Mm-hmm. Uh, because theaters weren't open at the time. And it was, like, that would be a huge slap in the face yep. to give her the streaming thing and then it was like oh we're not going to do that it'll be theaters only Uh, and that didn't happen Mm -hmm. um so it just seems weird to be like oh we got another male superhero i guess we'll make him not streaming yeah i I, I honestly
2: i think they're worried about that drop in box office because a lot of they i I was reading a lot of the drop in the box office for black widow was because of disney plus because i think when Mm -hmm because there was a lot of people that went to see it that first weekend, but that second weekend, I think when people decided to watch it on there was, I think they just don't want that to happen. I think they're trying to, they don't want to get sued and they want those box office only numbers.
1: Yeah. Well, they need the box office for this movie too. uh, Whereas where they didn't really need it for black widow, obviously having uh, money is always nice, uh, but black widow didn't need to succeed um, to continue the Marvel universe.
2: um, Cause
1: her story's already over. Mm -hmm. So, uh-huh. you know Shang-Chi he's he's part of this new generation you need those to be popular movies or they yeah um, you know it's it's a downward spiral if not mm-hmm. um, as far as the cinematic universe that people are already saying is over because of Endgame. a lot of people are like well I'm done watching Marvel movies now and I'm like I bet they're gonna keep coming out with some cool stuff I would stick around and I have and we're... I've enjoyed yeah. the TV shows and stuff
2: oh yeah we're, we're definitely getting there I think to the next thing I think we are
0: mm-hmm
1: I remember a lot of people at Endgame came out said they were done. It was kind of just <laughs> the end for them. Which I understood. Yeah. Um, there's just so many cool things mm-hmm. happening with the universe right now. Um, and so Shang-Chi is definitely part of that where Black Widow really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, we should also probably mention that uh, Disney CEO said that uh, Shang-Chi's a little bit of an experiment and the... Actor who plays Shang-Chi. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Sim- similarly uh, Yeah. Said, very angry, upset. He seemed very frustrated. And he said, we are not an experiment. Um, I don't yeah. know the context of this very well. Like, I probably should look into it a little bit more. Um, I thought they meant the streaming of it. Not streaming it is an experiment to see if it'll actually work at the box office. Mm.
2: Um,
1: but you believe it's more of a race situation.
2: Yeah. So, so my thing is, like... I don't know that he, that he necessarily meant it like as a racial like slur necessarily mm-hmm. like a, as as the actor ticket I believe that like not necessarily that it's an experiment but it's bold kind of like almost like uh, Black Panther um, yeah. because that movie did a lot I mean obviously like that movie had a positive effect and did a lot for for that for that culture so I would hope that this movie does that as well, like in a positive way for, for the Asian culture. So it's like an experiment was in a, the word experiment was not the right word in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I could see like I learned this especially from discussing like theology theology and biblical things with an accountability group I'm a part of. It's like termi- terminology and the way you use words is very important because that's definitely not the right word in my opinion um yeah yeah it, it, i definitely hearing that i didn't even think of the ethnicity
1: part of it yeah yeah um, it,
2: it has negative connotations using that word
1: yeah and so i was when you were like oh no i think it's about you know you're like well mm. say it was black panther i was like oh i didn't even think yes ethnically about it i was just thinking that it was about the streaming situation yes, yes um, because
2: because in, in a way like for them to take that kind of step out i guess was very experimental when it comes to like Disney themselves, um,
1: yeah, which they're going to be in for an interesting awakening, because uh, Feige is all about diversity right now. Oh yeah, um, I mean that has been the uh yeah. kind of the plan for a while now. Is like I mean, make the, different movies. The so. directors
2: and the and the production crews that he's getting are very diverse,
1: which is good. I awesome. Think. Oh um, yeah, of
2: course. Yeah, it's super good.
1: You know, our first three movies were four movies. Yep. Were uh. You know, white guys. Yep. Um Yeah. Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Thor. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow, that's bad. Yeah, when you think They about were it.
1: not not a diverse cast of people, <laughs> of heroes, for sure. Yeah.
2: And then you even got like independent directors, like the director of like the Eternals, you know, who like won an Oscar for like a very like independent film, you know? Like I, I think, think it's... it's neat that that they're giving these these uh definitely like lesser known like directors and producers yeah. and other people like i would think at the big time
1: eternals and that mindset would be the experiment of, yeah like, yeah lots of different um ethnicities are being represented and then just the cinematography is going to be really different i think mm-hmm. from what we see in most marvel movies mm-hmm. yeah um, there was a joke about feige said that there were pictures of an ocean there's a videography of of an ocean and he said it's it's completely like amazing and beautiful. Um, and someone joked that Feige's never seen anything without special effects on it before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just a shot of the ocean. And he's that's, like, this is amazing.
2: That's pretty hilarious, considering like a lot of Endgame was probably a green screen.
1: But yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for Eternal. It's just, yeah. I think it's going to be a very different Marvel movie than we're used to.
2: Yep. I think we're ready so. for different.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, we'll get into the tv news that or not tv news but into tv then i feel like i do that at least one once a podcast (laughs) um (laughs) i I, are you done with all three episodes of titans
2: yes but before that did you did you watch what if
1: oh yeah i didn't watch what if
2: i almost forgot about what if as well until we started i did as well
1: (laughs) what if is uh is a lot of fun i'm excited for more yes um I hope there, there are a lot of rumors going around that we will get to see um, multiple um, what if episodes get turned into kind of live action pieces. Um, mm. And so I'm really hoping uh, the, the biggest one, obviously, yeah. with this episode coming out is that we'll get to see Captain Carter um, make an appearance in Doctor Strange is just kind of a quick thing. Uh, and I think that would be the best way to do it is in like the multitude madness. Just have these characters kind of um, appear from the what if series yeah somehow Um, yeah yeah just as little cameos i think that would be great i know there's people the director of that episode wants a captain carter movie um i don't think that'll happen yeah but
2: but but a cameo would be cool
1: yeah i'd love to see um what's her name peggy carter
2: (laughs) Uh, I i forget it at the moment too
1: i'm so bad with names um Hayley Atwell is it, it
2: Hayley Atwell?
1: Hayley Atwell, yes. Haley that popped
2: Atwell. that popped out of thin air for me.
1: I would love to <laughs> see like, uh, like her live action version of Captain. I think that would be so super cool.
2: Was Agent Carter um, a good show at all? Agent Carter, yeah. I think a lot. Of, I, I was gonna say I remember a lot of people enjoying it. I think, but it only got that one season.
1: And that was so. It's such a weird thing too. It's like continuity wise. Yeah. Um, the uh, guy that plays Jarvis in uh agent carter Mm -hmm. is the actor that plays jarvis in endgame uh when they go back to the 1960s that's cool he's helping him out of the car and it's like the same actor and so it was like oh that's connected and that's important because agents of shield um is connected to agent carter the show Mm -hmm. really closely the last episode of agent carter actually has or uh last season of agent shield um has a character from agent carter in it
2: oh cool
1: yeah um and so it was like this big tie thing it was like we got something mm-hmm. for continuity and I think Feige has kind of thrown that all out the window already yeah. But oh yeah um it was just like it's a really cool it was finally a tie from the shows that was mm. originally in the shows into the movies for once <laughs> um but yeah no I'd recommend that I think yeah. a lot of people really enjoyed agent carter um I think Haley Atwell was amazing tricks. what so. if
2: was was cool i i liked the animation it reminded me of when marvel used to do their own animated movies it kind of took me back to that nostalgia yeah. a little bit
1: i love too that it wasn't just what if she took the serum yep. i mean it wasn't just like here's an episode with agent carter it was this domino effect of other things happening yes um you got to see kind of what happened to steve rogers and that yep. was really cool to see mm-hmm. um things that happened with the test tesseract were different yeah um i i really hope that they continue that and i think they will it won't just be a what if um the directors were saying that it will be the mindset they said was not to ask the question what if but then to really focus on the what then or then that's true
2: yeah because now it feels Um, like it it feels like they're gonna go more into that i think
1: yeah uh the directors were saying that that was kind of the main focus or was it the producer maybe yeah um said that the, the then what was really important to them. Yes, I think so then we're, just... getting to
2: the, we're getting to the then, I think, now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited yep. to see what that is, because I thought that that's, like, the what if would be it. And it'd be yes. like, what if, and then we'd see an episode with Captain Carter being Captain Carter, yes. and that would be the end of it. But it was like, but also, this is happening because mm-hmm. of this, and this is happening because of this, and this. Yep. And I was like, oh, wow, there's, there's a lot more to these episodes. Cause and effect. The one little change. Mm-hmm. Um yeah the effects of it all it's gonna mm-hmm. be cool yep all right uh titans really liked uh there's a really big thing that happens at the end of the first episode um that i was not ready for i
2: i, I have not got to season three yet but i'm on my way there i'm in season two.
1: Oh, okay yeah. i thought you would watch all three no episodes of titans okay i need to watch so them. i'm I have the first three episodes of season three released all at once. Yes. Uh, so I've seen the first one. Uh-huh. Um, have you seen trailers? Do you know anything about season three?
2: I well, yes. I know what like what we've seen as far as like we've reported that the Red Hood is in it and stuff. Like there's okay, yeah. There's stuff that we've reported that I know, uh, which made the meme even funnier uh, that I sent you earlier. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we I, talked about uh, it. we joked about the crowbar before.
1: I've seen um, some reviews and I kind of agree with like that. Uh, seems mm-hmm. to common mindset is it's not a Titans show really right now mm-hmm. um, it's more of the Robin show um, hmm. it's about it's about Dick Grayson and it's about uh, Jason Todd I um, can see that possibly a different Robin as well um, it was teased I don't know if they're gonna go how far they'll go with that mm. um, the one thing they're really good at that I hate um, is like teasing a character but you're not gonna see him so uh, the Joker you hear the <laughs> laugh and you see his feet I'm and sure like, that's I'll all
2: you
1: get him. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, man. But yeah. then like I'm not a huge fan of who they chose for Bruce Wayne either, so.
2: That's right. Uh, yeah. Is it it's still the same actor?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Definitely an older Bruce Wayne.
0: Mhm.
1: I would have really loved and I know that like he would have been too young, but the guy that they had play Batman in the um first season was it wasn't the guy that's playing Bruce Wayne now. It was a okay. different actor. Oh, um, okay he's I can't remember his name um of course I can't remember his name if they would have uh, just had him yeah he's he's Asian and I kind of worried that maybe that was why they were like oh we can't have an Asian Batman oh, Uh I think it would have been really okay. cool and he fit the uh he he looked like a Bruce Wayne to me I, I totally can see it um and I think that would have been a lot of fun to to kind of done um mm-hmm. plus what's what's the guy's name that plays Bruce Wayne. Now uh, he's he's English, and oh. so his American accent just isn't awesome.
2: Yeah, you could tell he kind of had a rough accent. I didn't know yeah. he was British, but I could just tell there was something funny about the way he talked. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and, I guess, yeah. guess while well, you're looking that up, like the structure of that show is so weird too, because I remember when we initially reported on the end of that first season. That show The end of that first season is so weird Because then you have the gap Into season 2 And then the first episode of season 2 Feels like it should have been the real end of season 1
1: Yes I think that was the intention Okay And then they actually so Yeah they ended it I can't remember why they did that um,
2: it, it I feel like it would have it would have had to do with The way DC Universe was structured And kind of how it was such a new thing
1: Yeah um, but that was supposed to be the last episode and then they weren't able to, so they delayed it That's and then so instead weird. of, they delayed it so long they just turned it to a different okay first episode of the season. That makes um, sense. Ian Glenn is Bruce Wayne. Okay. Um,
2: yeah, that was weird though. And I was like, oh, I forgot about this. Cause then they did that whole like dream sequence type of thing. And I'm just like, okay, I remember hearing about this and I was totally like thrown for a loop on that episode. Cause I'm like, wait, that was, that sequence was like most of the episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. But and I'm That, is that Batman is who I'm talking about uh, yeah. from the dream sequence.
2: Yeah, I I really like season two, um, because of their origin story. My favorite, some of my favorite characters in that show are Hawk and Dove. Uh, mm-hmm. I just love how like the idea of loss and grief like connected them. I think that's so cool. There's a lot more demons there and a lot more like issues they have there with that story, but like I just I like their origin story and how they connected. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's season two is starting off cool so far. I think.
1: Yeah, um, season two, not a lot happens, which was a bummer. But I think I enjoyed, like what I got to see more mm-hmm. than season one. Yeah, um, you you could tell they're. Slow.
2: Yeah, you could tell they're like building up, in season mm-hmm. two.
1: And then yeah. that's it's gonna be another kind of jarring feel too, is because season two there was this build up for something that never. It never like, really culminates. Oh, okay. And then season three, you can definitely tell that they've moved um, from DC Universe to HBO because the story is kind of completely taken a 180 as huh. far as focus. Um, and I'm sure yeah. they'll kind of revisit some of the stuff that they built up in that season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I said, right now, it's focused mostly on the Robins. Um, yeah. And so what was going on in season two is kind of unrelated back, a little bit to that. On
2: the back burner, probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um,
2: it's it's weird because you can kind of tell like there was probably some issues with production and actually getting that show out there, so that's mm-hmm. probably why they just didn't do as much as they probably could have with it.
1: Yeah, I still a better show than it has any right to be. Oh
2: um, yeah, I yeah I agree. I, I yeah. really
1: remember just seeing the uh, the trailer for that and uh the casting and everything and being like, this is gonna be dumb. This is gonna be um, rough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I I really like it. Yeah. Um, Bringing in Red Hood, I think that's like a really bold, weird Mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just kind of telling stories that they want to tell, it feels like. And that's been really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was very surprised. Uh, They've done a really good job with the timeline of everything. Uh, Mm, That makes sense. Think of like Bruce Wayne's an older Batman. Well, he's Mm -hmm. gone through um, three Robins, I think, at this time. Or maybe it's just the two.
2: Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, they haven't mentioned Tim Drake yet.
1: Yeah, so So I think it's it's just just the two two Robins. But, I mean, you have a Robin that grew up with him and is already an adult, and then you have a new Robin, um, and so it makes sense that Bruce Wayne would be that old. But there's also a lot of other things you're seeing in season three specifically um, that time-wise kind of add up in a really cool way. Um, You may have even been seen, depending on where you're at, where are you at in season two?
2: Just just whenever they found, whenever... uh, whenever they bring that girl in from the streets, it's pretty early on. It's like second or third episode.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if it's been mentioned yet for you yet. Um, I, but yeah. Like, I know it's some not even his first rendition of the Titans.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, they talk about like being back at the tower and stuff and Robin telling Bruce, like, Hey, I want to go, I want to get back into it or whatever, you know, like, yeah, the tower is somewhere they've definitely been before. And a lot of those characters, you, they've definitely teamed up before especially the older characters like mm-hmm. like uh wonder girl and stuff like that like a bunch of those characters already have that connection
1: yeah, yeah. I, they had to have put a lot of time into like where are we gonna put land this show yes well that means what does this mean for these characters like what have they gone through yes um, and that's been really cool to see because mm-hmm. they could have easily messed that up um and for comic nerds maybe they have in some places but it's mm-hmm. they put a lot of thought into it at least from from the outside point of view yeah uh, definitely recommend it definitely write it r be careful of that uh mm-hmm. very mature uh i mean the trailer literally has it going f batman uh so. <laughs> I remember the
2: memes from that were great when that came out <laughs> uh
1: take it to 180 from that brooklyn 99 yes brooklyn
2: 99 is back for its final season um they do the thing they do a thing where they start off with two episodes I, I think maybe that's just because, you know, it's final season and they probably just do like an hour premiere. Uh, uh-huh. The first episode is very iffy because they try to do the thing that a lot of shows are tra- uh, were trying to do. They're trying to arrest, They're or they're trying to address COVID. They're trying to address like 2020 in like a lot more ways than just COVID. They're trying to address the racial issues and everything. And especially because it's a show around cops, they try to ar- address that stuff too so like when you kind of when it kind of starts i'm like oh great here we go here, here 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 how are they gonna do this and i feel like that episode actually wrapped up a lot better than it started it started off very awkward and then it wrapped up in in a very meaningful way to me because i'm like a lot of the issues that they were kind of trying to hit on were real issues and then a lot of them just wrapped up in a in a, in a very good way that i'm like okay like they pulled it off it was still very awkward. But the second episode felt like it was back to more Brooklyn Nine Nine so far. Like, just you know, they kind of dropped that stuff and kind of they said what they needed to say and then they kind of moved on. Uh, but I still laughed even in both of those episodes. That show is so great I and mean, it's just the humor is just awesome. Um, cool, like laugh out loud stuff. So it's it's bittersweet because I'm happy Brooklyn Nine Nine is back, but it's also in its final season. So uh-huh. that's all I got to say. <laughs>
1: Well, we'll get into TV news then. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start with Disney Plus Day. Because I yeah. think that's exciting. Um, and then we'll get into all the like Netflix casting that's going on. Yeah. Uh, which there's definitely some cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Plus Day is, from what I'm gathering, uh, going to be kind of like Netflix's Geek Week situation. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be on November 12th, so it's a specific day. It is also the same day as Disney's quarterly call with investors. So I assume uh they're going to announce things to the investors and then they will announce it to the public and then um as far as investors go i'm sure that uh you know the way things are received uh, Mm um will probably help win some investors over and that's probably the plan behind that um, from a business standpoint Mm. um but i'm excited there's a lot of cool things that they can announce uh we haven't seen much from mandalorian or uh the book of Fett.
2: Yeah, book book of Boba Fett's supposed to come out in December. I think Hawkeye is gonna come out in December as well. Now, so yeah. like there's there's stuff we'll see that day for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as, um, I guess they're working on a lot of like Pixar stuff. They mm-hmm. have like uh, I don't I don't know if Moana was Pixar, but that Disney animated. Yeah, that's I think that's genre. Not,
2: yeah, that that's I think their studio and a- Disney's animation studio specifically. Yeah,
1: Cars, Utopia. Um, okay, they are p- already working that- on Monsters at Work. Okay, that's
2: Pixar. Yeah, Cars and well, Zootopia is not, but Cars is, and then Monsters is, so
1: yeah, Pixar. So, I think they're working on like shows for those things. Um, they'll actually mm. be like uh, higher quality than you would get on oh, the Disney Channel. My
2: nephew would lose his mind over a Cars show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also,
2: I'm sick of watching the Cars movies a hundred thousand times. I need some new Cars yeah. content. Disney.
1: Mine was Spirit. I watched a lot of Spirit over and over and over. <laughs> And they're making a new spirit, and I don't, it doesn't look good, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's already out, I don't know. Yeah. Um, spirit's about a horse, for those who don't know. mm mm-hmm. uh, And I really like to just get, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, December, November, November 12th, uh, we'll be getting a lot more information, hopefully. Um, which is good, because yeah. we need some. We, it's been pretty quiet.
2: Yeah, because they didn't really have a D23 or whatever it was, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We haven't really seen anything, so we gotta get some some news. Um, and then Avatar, we didn't know if that was a thing or not. Uh, <laughs> the Last Airbender, not the blue avatars. About um, about a
2: month ago, we were like, "Is that show still even happening?" Specifically or... with
1: Netflix. Yeah. Um, we were like, "Is it maybe moving to Paramount into, um, you know, Avatar Studios?" Uh, apparently not. Netflix still has. Uh, Rights to it they're still making a show uh, the cast has been released uh, for the mm. main characters that's uh, Gordon Cormier is on Ang oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: you did it you made the mistake
1: we were talking about this earlier Ogg. in live action it has to be That's just that's
2: you that was you <laughs> i want to get destroyed you, you, you had the joke in your head but you actually fell victim to yeah to the joke oh, yourself <laughs> that was,
1: live long enough to become it was the like villain.
2: slipping on your own banana peel <laughs> yeah
1: uh ang <laughs> is gordon cormier uh who is a 14 year old kid 12 year old kid Mm -hmm. um it looks just like just like ang yeah um i'm looking for the actor um 12 years old yeah he's 12 so perfect um kai wentio i don't probably saying that name wrong i apologize um (laughs) he's playing Katara. she's 14 um ian uzley is playing sokka Osley. And then Dallas Liu is playing um uh not Saka, Zuko? Zuko? I wrote his name twice in the notes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like freezing up. Um you
2: follow the prompter.
1: <laughs> and they're a little bit older, so the guy playing Sokka, I think he's nineteen, and then the guy playing Zuko is twenty. Um uh, but they're younger looking mm-hmm. actors. And so I'm really excited about uh, the casting. I don't know oh, much yeah. about the actors as far as like their performances mm-hmm. um, but, but looking at them they all seem to really fit the casting way better than um, M. Night Shyamalan's mm-hmm. unspoken movie where Aang is called Ong.
2: The, the, the movie that shall not be named.
1: Yeah <laughs> that'll be the first win is just naming Aang Aang in this, yeah. in this movie.
2: <laughs> one, one, one small step small step come on.
1: Yeah, uh, I my thing is I love this casting. It almost feels like a fan cast, um, looking at it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want this show.
2: The original creators don't even want this show, which yeah worries me.
1: I think it would have been a lot cooler to get, um, kind of a creation of the city. I can't remember the name of the city in Legend of Korra. Um, oh yeah. But then just cast a bunch of like, I want Ang, Katara, Sokka, and Zuko, but I want them as adults, and then just made a movie about them like, oh yeah, you know, the before time... that city was made in that process.
2: Yeah, the time in between when like Aang and Zuko are like allies and stuff. The, yeah, the, like, give me re- something the, I the, haven't renaissance, seen. The like time of peace kind of a thing. Like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Shelly's not here to like soapbox this. Uh, we don't need something we've already seen. In live action. We don't need a live action version of something that has already been made. She
2: would say Uh, it's capitalism.
1: Yeah, the animation (laughs) is just perfect. It's amazing. Um, So there's there's just no reason to do that. And I would have much more preferred and been way more interested, especially as an adult, Yeah. um, a show that maybe would have been a little bit more mature, but would have been those Mm -hmm. characters um, in in a live action setting. I think that would have been really cool. And I definitely would have been all over that and wanted everything to do with it whereas this i'm like it seems cool i guess yeah I i'm know. more excited yeah. for avatar studios yeah um yep. congratulations by the way to uh whoever the publishers are for the board game
2: oh the tabletop game our RPG. yeah
1: it's like the highest uh funded tabletop game on yep. kickstarter yep they've yep. ran out of um stretch goals yep so that's yeah. pretty
2: cool. Uh, I, I did see a cool TikTok yesterday when I was browsing TikTok, and uh, the original voice of, of Zuko, apparently, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he was, like, on the street somewhere, or, like, he was like, hey, look who I found, or whatever, and then uh, it was the original voice, of the voice of Aang, and he was like, he was like, what's up, yip yip, you know, like, and I was like, hey, that's cool, and, like, I guess in his <laughs> caption it said they hadn't seen each other in, like, 15 years, and I was like, that's, that's neat. Wow. Apparently he's still podcasting or he does like a podcast with like some of the other like original voice actors and stuff like that. Like and they have discussions. I think that's cool.
1: This is because I looked it up just to see. Um I just moved. Uh the goal for that Avatar Legends role playing game was fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and it is now at sixty or six, sorry. Six million dollars.
2: Who uh
1: and twenty six million twenty eight thousand that's
2: a lot of money
1: yeah that's crazy Dang. Um, I mean way over Woo.
2: that's a lot yeah,
1: that's <laughs> cool. pretty cool uh, awesome. so I'm really excited about and I kind of forgot this was a thing I don't know if we reported on this or not when it yes. was announced but uh, I remember that there were gonna be a lot of Witcher uh, spinoff stuff going on mm. um, Blood Origin was one of them and it's actually started filming uh this article i feel really bad uh Mm. maybe i'm a little bit out of the loop because they were like uh they've announced a pretty impressive cast and i really don't know anybody in this cast uh, (laughs) personally like off the top of my head obviously don't know them personally (laughs) um (laughs) uh, lenny henry i'll just name some of them mirren mac nathaniel curtis dylan moran um jacob collins levi uh lizzie Annis, francesca mills zach wyatt Lawrence O'Furin, who's the lead, uh, Sophia Brown, which was like that one sounds familiar, uh, and Michelle Yao. Um, they are those are the uh, cast that's been announced for this. I feel terrible because
2: I don't know those names either. But also, I hope there's somebody out there listening that can be excited for that cast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, it's an impressive casting. I'm just excited that there's going to be more Witcher, and I think. My biggest problem with The Witcher TV show was that the tone was it all was... over the place. Uh, and I think that, that was because they were trying to do... They are trying to appease everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a show audience to go you know, up against a Game of Thrones audience. Because uh, this kept getting completely compared to Game of Thrones. And I'm sure they were mm-hmm. very aware of that. Um, you know, The video games, the books. Um, there was just a lot that they had to... A lot of people they had to impress. Um, where I feel like a prequel, they can kind of just pick a tone and go with it and it can be much more of um the director's choice and hopefully they they put a lot of stock in the director and allow the director to kind of do what they want with this
2: yeah i i feel like i lost track of this even happening too because they had that like witcher con thing where they like announced so much stuff mm-hmm. and like they've just been like trying to like build a franchise off of the witcher now so it's like i remember hearing about the animated movie which shelly and i talked about the trailer for that last weekend it looks cool yeah. um but i was just like i completely forgot this was happening <laughs> it got uh, lost in the live shuffle. action
1: takes place 1200 years before geralt wow before gerald <laughs> um so that is really cool it's going to be like the very beginning of the witchers um that's cool yeah and that's it. i thought i had a release date here i don't have a release date um, <laughs> it was announced last year last july so Cool stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that is everything I've been geeking out about, everything you've been geeking out about. Yep. We will end the podcast there. LJ, where can they find you at?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at LJ, and streaming on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash GeeksUnderGrace. Uh, I'm streaming... I started Enslaved Odyssey to the West last week, so that's kind of the game I'm going to be going through for the next few weeks.
1: Cool. And yep. then, uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Armor. We also didn't mention the uh, Plus Drive. Yeah! It's September 17th. Um, it's announced basically everywhere by now. Video games. Lots of fun. Lots of caffeine. Be there. Oh, yeah. Um, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace! for listening.